Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Alive for More, a dialogue with Catholic young adults produced by AM820 to encourage and inspire the universal call to holiness. And now, Alive for More. Welcome to Alive for More. I am Joel Yarmish, um, joined in studio by Father Nick Ventura, Kayla Walton, and Trisha Casson. Today we're going to talk about virtues and vices, but I think first off, we're going to start with a prayer. Kayla, why don't you start us in prayer? Sure. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord Jesus, we come before you, and we thank you so much for the gifts of the virtues. Lord, we ask that you may foster these in our lives, and we pray that you may give us the grace for us to become the saints you have called us to be. As we pray, our Father, who art in heaven, heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Our Lady, Queen of Mercy, pray Pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Kayla. Um, So, as I said earlier, we're going to talk today uh, about virtues and vices. So, I think, uh, to start off, we should probably define what a virtue is, and um, a nice handy definition um, that I've heard for most of my life is that a virtue is a good spiritual habit. Um, And I think that's a really good definition because um, habits are something that you form over time. So mm-hmm. you start um, with something um, that you know you should do, uh, let's say brushing your teeth, and you know that you should do it every single day, right? And the more you Hopefully. do it... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, some of us are still working on it, but that's okay. <laughs> and so the more, the more you do it, the more it becomes a habit, the more you don't even have to think about it. You just get up every day and I have to brush my teeth, whatever. But I think... Um, What's important to remember, especially about virtues, is um, if you mess up once, you're not ruined for all time. I I guess the question I had about that, Joel, is like, is a virtue kind of like a light switch or something you just go through the motions for before it kind of sets in? Is it, I mean, where does the source of the virtue come from? I mean, a lot of people kind of wonder, is like, okay, if I just nitty ground and do it. I'm going to be virtuous. Is that is that what we're talking about, or like where does it kind of all stem from? Yeah, I think that um, you know the first the first thing to keep in mind is that, and just like any good gift comes from our Lord, mm-hmm. so we have to remember that. Yes, love, for example, is an act of the will. You know, I have to choose to love someone, even when it may not be easy, even when they don't love me in return. I have to choose to love them. But ultimately, even the ability to love in and of itself is a gift from our Lord. Mm-hmm. So the ability to live out the virtues is in and of itself a gift from our Lord. Mm-hmm. But there is a choice there. We do have the choice to choose virtue or to choose vice. And so, you know, it, it does involve that conscious choice. And and I, I guess Joel or Trisha or anybody, should we define vice then too, before we get too far into the discussion of virtue? Mm-hmm. What do we mean by vice? I it, think of, of how I would describe a vice is something that, um, I mean, what does a vice do? It, it, it gets a grip over something. So when I think of what a vice is, I think of a, it's a type of sin that has a hold over us where we can't really, um, we feel like we can't do anything about it because we've grown comfortable in it. We have grown accustomed to it. And um, even though we know it's wrong, um, we continue to do it over and over again because it has a grip over us. Is a vice a habitual sin or are they two different things? Um, it's kind of along the same lines. Yeah, uh, like, habitual uh 
an habitual action that leads to something. And I really like that description, Joel, about a vice. That I kind of like that uh, comparison, that analogy of uh, of a vice, something that grips you. I mean, I think that's really a good just image. Yeah, and so we've defined um, virtue and vice a little bit. So, so um, we've. So Probably should we heard... name all of ours? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, how about... I was wondering if this well, is going to be like... So this, the, the game for this show is how many can we list off? How many oh, vices how many, can we how list How many vices of Trisha can we list off? <laughs> well, we'll need no, <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't have any vices to call to mind. But I do know of several virtues. Um, we've all heard them at some point in our life. So a quick list of cardinal virtues would be prudence, justice, temperance, and courage. Okay. Or fortitude. Uh yeah uh yeah Kurt uh, which one's fortitude one one of them is the same why don't we just start yeah. th- start the courage list is fortitude over. yeah sorry yeah. prudence justice temperance and courage or fortitude uh mm-hmm. basically means bravery um and then we have the uh, three virtues given to us uh, by Saint Paul which are uh, faith hope and love. Yeah, and the thing to remember, too, these virtues are things that God gives us to live holy lives, to grow in holiness. They're mm-hmm. not like, if you do these things, you're going to be super successful. It's not like, um, you know, seven successful habits of a holy person. Mm-hmm. Or seven habits of a highly successful, successful person. Okay, I don't so, know this stuff. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so, basically, like, in the... Um, in the secular world, there are different habits of highly successful people. And mm-hmm. so it could be you're very good at time management, you're very good at organization, you're very good at delegation. And those are still good habits, but virtues take it a step higher in the sense that they're not only good habits, but they're good spiritual habits mm-hmm. that are a gift from our Lord. Mm-hmm. Not saying that time management and organization aren't good, but you know the, the virtues of prudence and justice and temperance are a step higher than time management and organization and also something along those lines is that they're not something that somebody just says oh i have fortitude but i'm kind of lacking in temperance or i have patience but not really this it's everybody's supposed to work on all of these virtues they're Mm -hmm. not just things oh i'm good at this and then you try to pair with somebody who kind of like for example the seven uh, habits of highly successful people you try to work with other people who have habits that you don't so you can um so that you could complement each other. While that is kind of a good practice, eventually what's supposed to be is that you're supposed to grow in all of these virtues mm-hmm. um, all together. I think mm-hmm. that is a more healthier view of virtues rather than just think, well, I have this and not. And be, plus, these virtues allow us to be alive mm-hmm. for more. <laughs> I don't know if you heard that, but Kayla was just mouthing <laughs> what I was about to say. My name is Father Nick Ventura. Joel Yarmish started the conversation we're here with Trisha Casson and Kayla Walton, and we're discussing virtues and vices. Remember, you can listen to us Thursdays at noon, Sundays at three, or online on demand at stgabrielradio.com. Kayla, I saw you raised your hand. I'm really glad you used that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Well, working in a school, that's what you do. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, when we're talking about the different, the two different categories of virtues, the cardinal and the theological, mm-hmm. you know, I love what the are those, way... What are those cardinal and theological virtues again? Um, the, do you mean to list off yes. all of them? Okay, yeah. so I am going to list them off, but the best way to remember them is that theological virtues deal directly with our relationship with God, and um, the cardinal virtues deal directly with our relationships with other people. I like so, that. So, thank you. I Thanks. really like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so the theological virtues of faith, hope, and love deal directly in my relationship with God, whereas the other virtues, prudence, justice, faith, nope, prudence, justice, 
temperance and fortitude deal directly with my relationships with other people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, no that, that is a great way of summing it up. And the theological virtues, in a sense, are kind of a step above. I kind of what Joel was talking about earlier, just a little step above than the cardinal virtues. Without the theological virtues that we receive at our baptism, the cardinal virtues have no substance, have no groundwork to work with. Yeah, so we've probably heard all these words before in mm-hmm. one way or another. We've heard of what prudence is, and we've heard what justice is, and we heard what temperance is, um, and courage, faith, hope, and love. But I think that um, it's I think it's important to understand what they mean in terms of being a virtuous person. Mm-hmm. So prudence, another word for prudence is wisdom, um, a wisdom in our faith. So um, I think it might be good if we break them down and say, how how can wisdom be a good virtue? Um, well, well, prudence, I mean, prudence is just knowing when to talk when you're supposed to, mm-hmm. is that's one example, or when to do mm-hmm. something, whatever. I, I think, I, uh, yeah, Trisha. I, from prudence, sometimes in my daily life, when I think about like, oh, Lord, give me prudence, when am I usually praying for that? It's like when to know not to put yourself in a situation where you know you'll be tempted to sin. Yeah. So prudence yeah, might be just like um, making sure you're avoiding the near occasion of sin by like, um, like uh, I don't know how removing to describe removing yourself it more. Some, from the situation yeah, or not leaving I mean, a conversation or yeah. you know sometimes we're in conversations or we're in a situation where like what do we do you know yeah. just mm-hmm. praying Lord like how can I uh, avoid this near occasion mm-hmm. of sin where or mm-hmm. like I mean any number of things like using a harmless example like if I really like white chocolate and I'm on a diet I shouldn't go into a candy factory. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. the prudent decision. Mm-hmm. Don't go to a candy factory mm-hmm. if I'm trying to avoid eating chocolate. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I went to the candy factory, sure, I might not eat chocolate, but chances are mm-hmm. going to eat chocolate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, too, uh, you know, when I was um, a course that I took in college that talked about was really all about the virtues. And, you know, what? Uh, and we always use the word right in all of them. So when I talk about my definitions of each of them, I'll be using the word right. And so prudence is knowing the right thing to do at the right time. So, mm-hmm. you know, thinking about Father Ventura's example, it, well, yes, even though I'm trying to stay away from white chocolate, if for some reason I'm, you know, hypo, hypoglycemic, hyperglycemic, which one, Trisha? If for what? I didn't know <laughs> like you if were I either. need sugar. You're hypo. Okay. okay. So if I'm trying to stay away from white chocolate, but I'm hypoglycemic, then clearly the prudent thing to do in that situation would be to eat the white chocolate. Mm-hmm. So it's knowing the right thing to do at the right time for the right reason. Mm-hmm. That's the third part. So right thing to do at the right time for the right reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I guess from a more practical um in terms of our faith situ- put it, um, situation, we, we all know what our sins and we all know what our vices are. Um, and, and it might not necessarily be white chocolate. It might be you have um, a, you know, a problem with your boyfriend and your girlfriend or your boyfriend. Um, you don't want to be in the same place with them when there's n- no supervision or anything like that because you feel like you can't control your emotions with the other person. So a prudent person would take themselves out of that situation or put themselves in a situation to succeed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The next virtue we have down our list is, <laughs> is justice. Um, smooth transition to justice. Um, the way that I've, I've seen justice is, um, you know, it's a moderation between selflessness and selfishness. So you're finding a balance between um, just self selfishness and selflessness. I mean, mm-hmm. that is a good thing. I mean, justice in a in a straight-up mm-hmm. form, even in the secular definition, is giving what is due to a person, whether it is uh, reward or just 
mm-hmm. um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Just payment for something they did, mm-hmm. or a just punishment mm-hmm. uh, for some? I mean, a punishment for something for something wrong that they did. Mm-hmm. But in the context of virtue, does that really apply here? I mean, I, I just think like get just deservement wouldn't be like a adequate description mm-hmm. of virtue because we were talking about in our relations with other when describing the cardinal virtue of justice. What are we kind of talking about here? Yeah, I father, it's funny you said that because while he was describing it, I was thinking. Okay, when do I need justice in my daily life as a young adult? And I, I don't know. Oh my gosh! Well, see, Every second of well, my day. So <laughs> I was. Yeah. So I, I sometimes see these in comparison to the seven deadly sins, which, um, you know, there's there's greed and there is sloth and there's envy. There's all these things where you need. Uh, a, a, the one that popped out at me was greed. Mm-hmm. So how much of this portion do I really need? Mm-hmm. How much oh, is yeah. how much. Uh, how much would be just um, is what I is what I'm doing at work. This is another one that creeps into my head all the time is what I'm doing at work. Just am I earning the money that I'm taking from the company? Am I diligent in every second of my work? Um, mm-hmm. So not to air all of my sins, but these are just things that these are when they pop into my mind. And this is when I pray for strength um, and justice. So, yeah, yeah no, that's that, really good. Example. That is a good point. And I know, Kayla, you probably have to kind of weigh decisions <laughs> with lots of students and like, yep. am I being just, li- just yeah. or am I just being being um upset mm-hmm. well and also <laughs> realizing too that you know um this kind of gets into it equal inequality and how like mm-hmm. those terms are different and um but really just thinking okay how how would our lord love this child and yet still give them a consequence because the just thing to do and bringing in the word right but justice is um doing that which is right for another mm-hmm. and so uh kayla yeah go ahead um what is the difference between equal and equality so um equal means treating someone identical so like i say to you um like i'm trying to think of okay so kind of across the board like trisha your homework is pages 95 numbers one through five joel your homework is page 95 numbers one through five Father Ventura, same thing. So that's I do equal. homework. Like, yep. Yep. <laughs> Go find page 95. <laughs> so it's like same, same, same. And then equality is knowing that like treating you all um, with equal, with equal, to, I guess, to dignity. Each own yeah, dignity. But at the same time, understanding that what I'm going to choose for you is going to be different than choosing for Joel, which is going to be different than choosing for mm. Father Ventura. Because I'm like not giving me homework. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) But just understanding that, like the way, the way that we treat the students. Yes, we want to treat them all with equality because they are all created in the image and likeness of God. But understanding that that is not going to look exactly carbon copy the same across the board. That's yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good, really good description between equal and equality. Yeah. Um. Thank you. And then so we're just all in the context of justice. Um giving what is right to that person in the proper time. So that we can be alive for more. See, I was setting that up. There I you go. Knew it. There I you knew go, you were Kayla. getting there. <laughs> You're listening to Alive for More on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. You can listen to us Thursdays at noon or Sundays at 3 or online on demand at stgabrielradio.com. And uh, I am joined in the studio by Trisha Casson, Joel Yarmish, and Father Nick Ventura. My name is Kayla Walton. And we're just talking about virtues and vices 
And, uh, you know, we've uh, kind of gone through the definition of a couple of them. Um, and we still have a few more to go. So do yeah. we want to keep going through definitions or? Yeah, I think that, I think, I think that would be helpful. I mean, and we'll just move through. So we've gone through prudence and justice. Now, the ones that a lot of people, one thing that people get often get confused for prudence is temperance. Mm-hmm. Um, temperance is kind of, it has a nuanced definition. Joel, I, I see you have a piece of paper there. Yeah, in front I just kind of yeah. scribble my thoughts. Um, yeah. the one that, the way I describe temperance or the way I think it is self restraint. Mm-hmm. So, um, there was a temperance movement in America uh, that outlawed alcohol, which I thought... Prohibition su- started in Westerville, actually. Yeah. It, was, it I, did? Yeah. I think wow, it's just wow. s- super ironic because huh. temperance is is more moderation and self-restraint and mm-hmm. prohibition was outlawing it completely. But yeah, um, yeah temperance is just self-restraint and I, I think moderation. Um, so the uh, temperance would be... Um, I guess I, I can't think of a way other than to think of alcohol and well, to know that if you imbibe too much in alcohol, you become drunk and you become a different person than who you truly yeah. are, which is you, if you lose control, sin. like, and, mm-hmm. and there's always a temperance in enjoying um, alcohol. There's a certain amount of like, okay, if you know you can enjoy one drink without losing control, then you can enjoy one drink. But then also temperance also says that if you know you cannot handle your drink, if you are, as they say, a lightweight, you shouldn't drink. That's part of temperance too, mm-hmm. saying, well, I shouldn't partake. Yeah, and That's I think... That's just a specific it, example. Sorry, yeah, go ahead, Yeah, Taylor. and I think that, you know, we did, obviously with temperance, it does have to do with alcohol. Um, and especially in a young adult life, I think that's something that we're all faced with mm-hmm. um, it, probably more often than uh, young children and uh, older, older adults. I think as a young adult, that's mm-hmm. pretty prominent in our culture. But I think temperance really is, you know, having the right amount of something for the right reason. Mm-hmm. And so, it, you know, the right amount of sleep, the right amount of caffeine, the right amount of, you know, music, the right amount of technology. And it's not, we don't have to be scrupulous about it, but it really is, it's not just about food and drink. It's more about like our lives. Do we have the right amount of balance? You know, right, balance, exactly. And it yeah. kind of guides everything else in there. Go yeah, ahead, and, and you know, like we said, we've been saying the whole time, the, the virtues are to draw us closer to God. They're given to us to strengthen us spiritually. So um, whatever we can, whatever is hindering us from becoming closer to God. Those are the things that um, we either need to cut out completely in our life or moderate. You know, guys, I think this is a good time to also kind of bring up vices. What do they have to do in this conversation of virtues? And the thing I would like to propose is that virtues are there to combat the vices. Mm -hmm. Um, That if there's a particular vice we struggle with, these virtues are here to kind of... Free us from these vices, as the uh, the example that Joel used earlier about how vices kind of restrict us, how pin us in. Virtues kind of loosen those those grips, those vices, mm-hmm. so that we can be free of it and be uh, and experience true freedom. Um, and so, and I think temperance is a good time to kind of bring that in because a lot of times, especially in young adults' lives, a lot of it kind of revolves around temperance, trying to figure out. What, it, what What is too much? What do we need? How to balance our lives? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, a lot of vices kind of start with temperance. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, as I said, all the virtues are kind of interrelated with each other. Well, vices start with a lack of temperance. Yeah, vices start with a lack of, most of the time, with a mm-hmm. lack of temperance. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. really, lack of any of the virtues. So, like, but most often it is that. And, and you notice we said virtues and vices here, but 
mostly in context of talking about the virtues, why the virtues are there, is to free us from vices and make us live in the freedom of uh, sons and daughters of God. Absolutely. Um, just yeah. a little kind of brief moment on that. Um, are we on the fourth cardinal virtue now? Uh, we are. What yeah. is it? It is courage or fortitude, um, mm-hmm. however you see it. Um, and the way that um, you know I've seen courage as it relates to vir- being virtuous is um, it's bravery to confront the mm, agony, pain, or or danger that that goes along with expressing your faith. So there's going to be we're going to be faced every day with situations where it's not going to be as advantageous to. Um, show your love and devotion to God. It's just the the world that we live in um, where there's always going to be this danger or this um, risk of backlash. And I think that's that's when I pray for the uh, virtue or to be strengthened in the virtue of courage and fortitude. Um, and it, it seems like it's happening more and more lately where you have to be more and more courageous um, to express your faith. but um, Yeah, and that all ties directly into prudence as well because sometimes it's better not to just get into a useless argument with somebody. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just better to say, that's not, that's not good. That's not right. I mean, God is the only one who is good. Mm-hmm. And just living your life like that. I'm not saying just be silent and um, actions speak louder than words kind of thing. Well, they do, but at the same time, just being prudent. But the fortitude is to persevere. Mm-hmm. is to keep going, not to give up, not to lose hope. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what you were talking about there, Joel. I think that's a really good kind of thing to remember, especially mm-hmm. as young adults. I mean, because now I know you work in a Catholic school, Kayla, so you have more opportunities to kind of express your faith freely. But mm-hmm. Trisha, I know you work in a hospital and not necessarily a Catholic hospital. So I imagine this kind of applies a lot to you and your life. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I think courage could apply to anyone else. You know, like it's an image or maybe an analogy we could use that might be corny mm-hmm. is fortitude is just to like imagine a fort and it's used to like protect somebody in war and um and like can we be a fort like for the Holy Spirit? Mm-hmm. Like can he find safety and dwell within us? Um and it, could you describe that as fortitude kind of? You and, could. That's another aspect of like, fortitude. Are we strong enough to like carry the Lord with us mm-hmm. yeah, throughout and he, our day? And, but also remember that he makes you strong enough to do that too. So yeah, it's just that Yeah, I was also, I was thinking about that too. Maybe just to mention that like why do we live these virtues and why are we talking about these virtues? Why did we just spend twenty two minutes yeah. talking about these? And I think we need to be careful that we don't get into like um a task oriented like I'm going to do this virtue out of duty or out of role, but it's all out of love. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a great kind of segue into the three theological virtues. Mm-hmm. Um, we have about five more minutes left in the show. And um, this is all the foundation, faith, hope, and love. Um, and so you kind of talked about love. Love is kind of the root of the other two theological virtues. Mm-hmm. And love is not just a feeling. I mean, yes, it is in the mm-hmm. will, but it is not mm-hmm. just a feeling. It's a gift from God where we wish the will the good for the other. Mm-hmm. We will the good for the other. And that good is not just like a hope you're happy. Mm-hmm. No, that good is heaven. Wanting them to be in eternal bliss with God. Not just bliss, but eternal mm-hmm. happiness with mm-hmm. God in heaven. Mm-hmm. Trisha, uh, and Kayla, sorry. <laughs> and I think, it, um, you know, talking about hope, uh, hope is obviously, you know, the belief in the promises that our Lord has in store for us um, and the things that we are not able to see. And so it is um, this joyful, longing expectation of mm-hmm. all the promises that he has given to us. 
And I think that, you know, there's just one thing that I heard probably 10 years ago that has really stuck with me that I think embodies the whole virtue of hope. And it's um, the prayer, Lord, make me homesick for heaven. And it just, you know, like we are longing, we are longing and longing and longing for that which our Lord has promised. And it's a joyful longing, you know, yeah. we're not, and that not hope an is agony, like there's but, the promises mm-hmm. given to us in faith. Right. And right. so faith is that like, is what that, lo- what the Lord gives us to believe. These are the things hope is saying that the Lord will fulfill what is given to us in faith. And the thing, fun fact, the only theological virtue that will still exist when we are in heaven is love. Um, because faith and hope are on this side of heaven. Mm-hmm. We are given something to believe and we have hope in what we believe. But love is the thing that continues on into eternity is that possessing of God entirely. Mm-hmm. And so these theological virtues are all with us together in order to help us um, live the other cardinal virtues. We have a reason for doing that then. Mm-hmm. And so it's just a good foundation. Um, yeah, Kayla. And I think that, like Trisha said, you know, talking about these virtues, talking about, you know, vices and virtues, I think that, yes, we can't be task-oriented, but at the same time, what a beautiful gift it is that we have names for these gifts that we can long for, Mm -hmm. you know? And so as you were listening to this, if you thought, oh, maybe I really, you know, I'm thankful that our Lord has given me this gift of blank, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever it is, Mm -hmm. um, and like thanking our Lord for that specifically, you know, but then also in the same way, like, knowing that we can come to our Lord and ask him specifically for whatever virtue it is that we want to grow in. Because again, these are, these are not habits that we can create and withhold ourselves. Like these are purely from the Lord yeah. and he, um, in cooperation like, with our Lord. Exactly. Right. Right. And he is like the giver of all good gifts and these are the best gifts we could ever ask for. No, I think that's a very good description. And I think, I mean, there's more that we could say about virtues and vices, but I think this is just a good foundation. We might even do another show on virtues, Mm -hmm. um, more talking about kind of even more the more specific habits that lead to these cardinal virtues, these theological virtues. Mm -hmm. Um, But right now, this is just a good foundation. What are these things? What are these things we aspire for to help us live, to be alive for more? My name is Father Nick Ventura. I'm in the studio with Kayla Walton, Trisha Kasson, and Joel Yarmish. And we are unfortunately out of time for right now. But remember, you can join us in the conversation Thursdays at noon, Sundays at 3, or online on demand at stgabrielradio.com. Thank you for joining us. And Trisha, would you mind closing us in prayer? Sure. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Dear Lord, we just pray for the gifts uh, to become who you created us to be. And we thank you uh, just for the opportunity to talk about your love. Amen. Amen. Pray these things in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. Please pray for us as we are praying for you. Thanks and God bless. Alive for More is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. Archives of Alive for More and all of our locally produced programs are available at stgabrielradio.com. Then he